Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Where's the... Honey to the B, that's you for me, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus, Jim's here. Hello. Luke's here. All right. Pete's here. Hello, Marcus. Oh, great guns, eh? That's <laughs> what you guys are. And they're not for hire, they're for they the Football are. Ramble's pleasure. They emphatically are. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right, Jimmy. Um, uh, right, oh, what about this? At half-time during Everton versus West Brom... That's tonight, isn't it? Is tonight. Uh, the, at time of recording, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, so if it doesn't happen, then then don't shoot us messengers. Uh, but Sylvester Stallone is set to deliver a message to the Everton fans on the big screens. Uh, the link here is that the old Sly uh, is making a film with boxer and Evertonian Tony Bellew. Is that Tony it? Bellew, yeah, Bellew, Bomber Bellew, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's and he's been to Goodison Park before. It's good enough. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll take do. it. We'll I, take it as a jump-off point. I think we're all for it. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I saw um, Kelly Cates say that she wishes he had been there for the game before for the FA Cup game mm. against uh, West Ham because then he could have gone Adrian. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. very good. And very also, good. Uh, no way. 
That's Glo- the website, gloves, Kelly. Gloves were off. Uh, yeah, Rocky. Okay. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adrian, when he scored. Can I just say on that Kelly Coates thing? There was a time when I would have claimed that joke for myself. I'm a, I'm a changed man. Yeah, that you means he's got an not be putting that forward as a positive thing. No, because people will tell on you. People will tell on you and tell Kelly Coates yeah. what you've done. I'll say what I say then. Mm. Sometimes I'll just think of them at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Vote for me Or now. slightly afterwards. Yeah. Because sometimes. I used to be corrupt. Well, that means he's got a belter of an answer, ladies mm. and gentlemen. So we look forward to that yeah. in just a moment. Um, once the formality no, of Jim's answer is out the way. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, Jim, that was yeah, You should rude. probably ask me the question first. <laughs> That I'm going to pretend I haven't already seen. Yes, well, uh, if you could choose a Hollywood actor to deliver a message to any or a particular team, uh, who would you go for, Jim? Right, well, it's St James's Park. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's just before a game. <laughs> you know, everyone's pumped up. There's a special guest. No one knows who it is. Clint Eastwood, he rocks up. Yeah. Right. John Carver's sitting there thinking, this was brilliant. He goes, oi, come on, get out. And then he just delivers a really brilliant speech to an empty dugout, um, addressing the future manager of Newcastle, <laughs> yeah. just letting them know the pitfalls that, 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 that <laughs> might that might happen. You know, it's going to be a very difficult job. A lot of a lot of the fans will be topless and furious mm-hmm. at you, regardless of what you do. But ultimately, it's worth it. It's worth it because it's it's just a it's a big, amazing, fun ride, isn't it? The Newcastle manager's job, I would imagine. It will take years off you, but it will be brilliant. That's effectively what I would imagine Clint Eastwood would say to that empty dugout. And mm. surely finishing with, you know, do you feel lucky? Something yeah. like that. Mm. Are you referencing yeah. the Barack Obama... Um, US uh, no, no, I'm referencing the other time that Clint Eastwood <laughs> addressed just, an empty chair. I'm just filling it in for Marcus right, at all, because course, it's yeah. clear he he's not, he's not yeah. aware of it. He won't all. have seen grown-up news. Really. <laughs> I was very aware of that, thank all you right. very much. I was putting my own little Dirty Harry thing in Would there. Would you say you were painfully aware of that? I was, and I was all, but what I was actually trying to do was trying to think of how I could get you know right-turn Clyde uh, there, but yeah. I was going to do it with, with Clive Tilsley, but I couldn't do it. No. That's where yeah, my concentration span was. <laughs> I <laughs> often do that. I often Letting the listeners inside my brain. It. You were yeah. two, two steps ahead. What a horrible mess that is. Yeah. yeah. But there was nothing there. Stalagmites of misery. Indeed. So, yeah, Clint Eastwood uh, delivering to an empty bench like it, Jim. Yeah. Uh, Luke? I initially thought um, Al Pacino from the Any Given Sunday type thing. Yeah. It's a bit unoriginal, though, isn't True. it? So I, I shelved that. Big ass! Yeah. <laughs> I, I shelved that uh, in favour of uh, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> right, OK. Um, potentially, uh, what he could do is go in there, um, do the thing he does in Home Alone where he puts the aftershave on his face, mm-hmm. yeah. and then go into the other dressing room and leave a load of... Um, Sort of like micro machines. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, didn't really get much beyond that. And, uh, <laughs> so I shelved that and went with the, the two Tom main Kelly's raptors idea. in Jurassic Park. <laughs> the what, the sorry? The two main raptors in Jurassic Park. Is that what Kelly came up with? <laughs> <laughs> and what were the raptors going to say? It's going to give you motivation, that. Well, what are they going to do? What's the le- message? Do that thing they did. That. Okay. Terrifying bit, yeah. and everyone runs out of the pitch. I mean, also, that, yeah, I mean, the idea was definitely Brit Glass for Jurassic Park, wasn't it? Really, yeah. Yeah. It was like, he had nothing. As soon as I see, as yeah. as I see floundering. The, any question mark is asked. Yeah. As soon as I see the word Hollywood. That's to be done. Yeah, yeah. okay. Absolutely. And at, the, at the moment, he, again, he's not listening. He's, in his yeah. head, it's just going... He's <laughs> just remembering his favourite Feel free bits. to steal other people's answers. <laughs> did that last week, didn't I? Was did it the week it? before? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do you Ooh. not think one raptor would be more effective? Because everyone would go, well, where are the other ones? Where's the other one, yeah. yeah. In the kitchen. Pin- classic pincer movement. <laughs> <laughs> Clever girl. Yeah, but would it not be better to have an actor playing someone like Pardew, the, the, mm. the previous manager? I think you guys are thinking about this too much. I think you should have thought about it more. Yeah. Po- yeah. Possibly Rather than half. All right, meet us in the middle. Yeah. Pete, what about you? Can Clever you goal. It? I'm kind of caught between. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there we go. Better. See, hey, that would have done that before. Five of those we are showing your own way. Clever goal. That worked. <laughs> um, I am kind of torn between either Daniel Day Lewis, mm. because I'd really like to see him play a man who's been told to do a speech. 
at a football ground. So you would have to mm. practice doing that because mm. he's very method, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. He would live as a, a as announcer. So you'd have to do loads of stadium like kind of announcing. I'd like to hear so him at the end, to... like at the end of there will be blood when he just goes, "I'm finished." Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that at the end. That would be yeah. Good. Yeah. My favourite line from that movie is not actually that line, but I can imagine him delivering this as a um, as a football manager as well, or as someone trying to motivate a football team. It's a bit in there will be blood where he's basically angry at someone's decision and uh, he says, <laughs> "Don't be thick in front of me." <laughs> you could use that. A lot of football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, any, any of his major characters, bar my left foot, you'd imagine. No, that has got, you know, pun potential. That's, well, that's <laughs> the, so, yeah. the, uh, the uh, autobiography of um, Lauren Robert. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Isn't he a cobbler in Italy now? He was a cobbler in Italy for years before he got brought back to, to, to Hollywood. Brought back, I love it. Like, back, they lost back. him, so they captured come him back, again. Daddy. Didn't he give him acting? Didn't he say he was gonna, gonna, this was going to be his last role? He says that every time. Yeah, playing Lincoln. And the other one? It was going to be Vinnie Jones playing the character from Lockstock. Because it would be confusing, because everyone would be like, oh, there's Vinnie Jones, and then you start going, talking about gangsters and stuff and that. When I was when I watched uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, I, ju- I just find the question middling. Yes, That's, you know, you had you had a sh- <laughs> give just, your opinion next time. I'm blaming the cook here. Really? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> At least you recognise me as the cook. <laughs> um, uh, Rather than the kitchen porter. Yeah. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you blaming a tool? Yeah. What? In a few ways. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, I would... It, anyway, come to the um, Rumble Live uh, this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the tickets are already bought. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of spares around. Never. Um, <laughs> I, I thought if a team were, 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 were odds on for relegation on the last day, if they got relegated on the last day, mm. uh, a team should have uh, an end-of-the-match message when everyone's sitting there going, I can't believe we've been really absolutely getting... Just to see Bill Murray on the screen. That'd be nice. Yeah, mm. It would, would cheer everybody up. And, it, and he would just be like, it's OK, guys, you know? Because I think if it was... Before the relegation had taken place, it would probably have the sort of opposite effect. Yeah. They would just be like, oh, whatever. Mm, it doesn't um, Bill Murray doesn't give a shit about anything, so why should we care about being relegated? But uh, I see what you've done there. After they've been relegated, they need a bit of a lift. Maybe day, day before the first day of pre-season or something, mm. get them in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. that. Or, uh, at the other end of the spectrum, I thought Joe Pesci delivering a message after quite a spectacular uh, encounter, something like the Manchester City 3 QPR 2 game, yeah. and where he comes up and goes, you know, Whoa, what a game that was, people hugging each other, people going crazy. Yeah. Da, 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 da. An ending, of course, with that's what football told to you. Yes, you're going to give yourself the point, correct? Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I oh. think you have. We've previously implemented a rule where if Bill Murray's mentioned, the points mm. will automatically go to that person. So I think in this case, I'm not going to protest your um, yeah. quite dictatorial uh, taking of the points. Thank you very much. I once read that um, Joe Pesci uh, lived next door to Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams moved in oh, right. to Joe Pesci's road in Beverly Hills and uh, had like a housewarming party. And uh, Joe Pesci was so annoyed that um, with all the cars parked on the road that he took a golf club to them all and started smashing them up. Wow. I think you've said this before. Yeah, and, and I like that he is like that in real life. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that's where Nicholas Bentner got his inspiration from. Possibly. possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, where did Arsenal get their inspiration from, eh, Jim? From their own... Legs. Yes, <laughs> they beat Manchester 2-0. Yeah. Um, a fantastic performance. Obviously, much has been made, rightly so, that they had such an awful run uh, against the uh, the big boys in the league. Particularly away. Yes, and uh, you looked at that game and you thought Aguero coming back 
Um, uh, surely another win for City. I mean, yes, they're missing Yaya Toure, maybe one or two yeah. others, but still, Arsenal look very, very good. Yeah, very calm, very assured. And they they looked even. I mean, we only had thirty five percent possession, which a lot of people have, have you know made um, a lot of because it's the lowest we've had since Optus started doing stats. Mm. Um, but we also never really looked in in much danger. Looked very calm yeah. and assured, and which strangely. Despite having the lion's share of possession, City stood off us quite a lot, which mm. is a very, very odd thing to do when you have the majority of, of the possession. But would that not suggest that City, Manchester City, were surprised? Because normally you do just stand off Arsenal, and they they're quite open, and you pick them off, and then you yeah. just charge through but their midfield. I understand why the possession thing was talked about, because chiefly because it's Arsenal, and Arsenal mm. put this thing for possession football. So I do understand the context of that, but ultimately. That stat doesn't really mean anything, does it? Of I mean, course, yeah. The amount of teams... It indicates something. <clears throat> but in terms of the result, it doesn't really matter. I mean, there's been enough performances by teams just in the lifetime of this show who've gone on to win like, the biggest prizes in football that haven't really cared that much about possession. I'm thinking like Mourinho's triple winning solid. You've been a bit flippant there, though. No, 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 I'm not, because I've said to you, the context in is that Arsenal were normally a possession-based side. So I understand why that's been mentioned in this instance. Mm. But... If you're talking about Man City having 65% of possession, I can't really remember Ospina having to make a save. No, but this so is exactly really what matter. I mean. But Arsenal changed their game plan and were happy to surrender it. And it's interesting to see that sort of flexibility that doesn't normally associate with them. And when Henri was like knocking them in, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, mm. nobody was talking about Arsenal's possession stats then. They might have talked about the fact that they were quite miserly at the back or something. It was never, a, it, it doesn't automatically breed success being a possession exactly. uh, football mm-hmm. team. No, but it was, but, it, but as Jim said, it, it, it was an indicator that it was, and, and, and you know, it, if, it's a fact that, that backs up the point that their game plan was changed yeah. quite dramatically <laughs> for a change. That, yeah. mm. And our attacking players were deployed very well to suit a defensive um, setup because um, Cazorla in particular, and also Alexis Sanchez and, and Oxley Chamberlain as well, they were they're just very good at giving an outlet. So that that helps you be calm, doesn't it? Because mm. if, if you know if there's suddenly a bit of pressure and your your option is very very obvious as a defender, then then you can be calm. There's well, no how, need how to panic. For oh, it was absolutely superb. Mm-hmm. It's, what a renaissance. It's, it's been... He performed a role that I didn't actually think at this stage of his career he's able to perform at that 23 level. 23 years old. Yeah. I, I think that Sanchez did... Um, a lot, not much has been made of it, but I, I come away from the game thinking that um, he sacrificed his, his usual role for the good of the team, yeah. which is good to see. Um, but I would be interested to know with Arsenal fans whether that performance and that result and you have to say, uh, I, I, it's difficult to approach this sort of thing without being sort of childish about it. I don't mean to be, because I've got no particular vested interest in Arsenal or Man City. But you do have to look that company probably wasn't fully fit, Aguero wasn't fully fit, and there was no Tory. That's the spine of the But aside from that, um, you wonder whether it comes with a little bit of bitter sweetness for Arsenal fans, because you think, well, why haven't we done that before? Yeah, I think well, we, we can do the that. The thing is, we, we, well, we have done this before, two seasons ago, when it looked like we were a similar situation, really. Um, almost carbon copy of, uh, of that season's template because this was around the time that we started doing that as well. It looked like we were going to miss out. So we really, really did go back to basics, started getting very miserly, started winning a lot of games 1-0, sort of took away the sort of expansive open possession football. And and it worked before, and it looks like Wenger's gone back to doing that but again. why won't he stick with it, though? Why won't he stick um, with it? Because... Is it the players or the manager? Is um, the manager's stubbornness? Well, I, th- I, th- I think it is the manager's stubbornness, but I think you can't... That's not how Arsenal are going to play throughout a whole season ever you know and obviously no, but away from home it's good team oh, absolutely yeah and I mean it is frustrating that we don't do that more um, but yeah it's, it's that age old question with Wenger isn't it he's, he's an unpredictable man 
strangely in how predictable he is because it's like, well, why doesn't he do these things? Well, and then suddenly he does, and then suddenly it's gone again. Like we're talking we... about a big change, really, for us. Because the thing is, if you, if you were to talk about what what uh, Wenger's done or do, doesn't do right in these big games, and of course they they got it right uh, on Sunday, we're only re- I mean, Arsenal are a good team, so we're only really talking about five leagues, maybe six league games a season. Yeah. We're talking about the way at teams like um, City, Chelsea, probably Spurs because of the situation. But major, they're, they're, I mean, Arsenal have been quite content to have Spurs have it. Manchester United, another. Yeah, yeah. United, away, away from home. Other than that, Arsenal just go ahead and do your thing. Yeah. But uh, those sort of games, that would probably make a difference between, if you're being, you know, it's obviously difficult to guess, but if you're estimating, that would probably be a difference between maybe six or seven points. Yeah, well you wonder if, if Wenger has too much faith in the team almost. Chelsea are better than us, City are better than us, you know, it's like quite obviously they are, but I don't think Wenger goes into the games knowing that. So yeah, it's absolutely right. If we were to set up every away game like that and be content to sort of do a job on them, there's nothing wrong with that. It's part of the game, isn't it? There's still yeah. a lot of, of um, you know, skill to be executed in doing that, then, you know, maybe that would make a difference to us season overall but um, who knows it's um, certainly a template to use uh, for the rest of the season because we've got a real um, real fight to, to get back to where we want to be Pizza. the most telling stat is that it's uh, mid-January and that's when Arsenal get good every single <laughs> <season>. <laughs> that's the telling stat <laughs> and also, unless they've been really good beforehand then this is when they say shit <laughs> but well, we made it, this it, exact point last week and that's appropriate because th- this is Arsenal isn't it yeah. <laughs> But do you not think it might have been a reaction to maybe Arsene Wenger kind of wrestling a bit of control back into the dressing room after Chesney was having a tab in the shower and stuff like that, <laughs> um, and, he, and he fined him, what was it, 20 grand or something like that? That's not insubstantial for a, unsubstantial for a... Uh, I don't uh, know. It's wage. It's a lot of money. I mean, I probably, it's probably a, his weekly wage if he's a keeper. No, they don't get paid a lot. Really? Yeah, I would have thought But so. yeah, I, I don't think... That's a real issue. I think a lot's been made of that, but that's, I think that's done and dusted by was now. Was it a penalty, though, Peter? Um, yeah, it was. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was, actually. A lot of yeah. people saying it wasn't. It's a, it, I can see why people would say it wasn't, but yeah. I think he has caught him. And maybe Monreal has made a bit more of it. Company's yeah. gone out to block him there, and there's yes. a lot made about the referee. Well, the referee uh, wasn't looking, was he? Well, but the referee can see it in his profi- uh, you know, vision. Thank yeah. you very much. Peripheral. 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 <laughs> <laughs> his big peripheral. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and while he finished that, he could see it, I think, because um, <laughs> think about it. A referee, surely, if he is just reduced to looking at things square on, then he won't be that great a referee. No. There's so much going yeah, on. Yeah. So, uh, what is Mike Dean? Yeah, <laughs> well, well, I think I'm giving him the benefit of. If you're a defender at any level and you do that thing, which is exactly what happened with company, it happens at all levels of football, where sometimes the forwards will move the ball the other way and they'll go the other way. So it's not as quick, cut and dry. When so if Monreal takes that ball on, he takes the ball with him, and company maybe mistimes it in that way, it looks a little bit softer mm. because the ball's gone completely the other way. Company's got a decision to make, and that is: do I go with the ball or do I go with the man? And he was square onto the ball, so he couldn't go with the ball. So he had to shepherd the man away, and he had no intention of playing the ball, and it makes the referee's decision a lot easier because the ball's gone the other way. Mm. So there's no real reason for uh, Monreal to go down. If he's going to get round him, he wants to get round him because he wants to get the one-two back. Mm. So it, re- referees, more often than not, will give penalties for that, and, ri- and rightly so, in my view. I mean, we can talk about... Yeah, I, I agree. We can talk about um, decisions and, and, and Wenger's tactics and all the rest of it, but, Jim, you bloody enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was just brilliant. <laughs> it does feel like a real um, relief and release uh, as well to, to, to get that sort of win. I just hope now that, you know, in the next comparable situation when, when, when we play a big side that we win that as well because it, it can't... For the ambitions Arsenal harbour, that can't be an occasional thing. No, you know, while, no, while that's not. an occasional thing, the ambitions we harbour are a laughing stock. So not just for the has points. to become a regular By the thing. way, I agree, but to expand on that, not just for the points, but because of the reputation. Because yeah. you want to get into a situation where 
it speaks for itself when this time next season when Arsenal go to Man City all of a sudden Man City oh they beat us like they did a yeah, job exactly. yeah. and that matters yeah. that does count and it's the first well, time we got I, spattered there last season so 6-3 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think I'm right in saying I think I read um, yesterday that it's the first time Arsenal won at the home of the champions since 2002 when they won at Old Trafford <laughs> that's so it's, incredible it's a long time a very long time indeed, but just for, from Arsenal's point of view, wonderful to see Giroud scoring the second. That celebration, yeah, yeah. and Arsenal looked more likely to get a third than, than Manchester. They City. were the better team by by far. Yeah, City were really disappointed. Which is odd, isn't it? Yeah, City were very blunt. They didn't really do anything with their possession, which is unlike them. Uh, but again, so much of that is down to the defensive discipline of yeah. Arsenal. And uh, Coquelin, again, I can't praise him highly enough. I wonder if um, you know, obviously he was brought back as a stopgap, but he's t- he's undroppable at the moment. The way he's been playing, it'll so take a lot of confidence. Sure. And 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 people can say, well, don't get ahead of yourselves, Arsenal. It's only you know what you shouldn't wax lyrical over one performance but we did yes you should you should enjoy the sport you love there's that as well Um, but also when um, Mourinho's Chelsea went there last season and won 1-0 with that Ivanovic goal I think it was loads of people were were praising that performance a lot so you know but I take the the, the point is when all said and done Arsenal eight points behind Manchester City they're 13 behind the league leaders and the the league's already gone really of course yeah but this was really important to stay in touching distance because everyone else around us won true so you know I mean you would look at this game as you know, we're not going to get anything out of that, and this, this almost feels like a bonus thing. There's always, oh, there's always next year. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's the, always. That's not our thing. That's the others down the road. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I don't know. Um, but Manchester City go to Stamford Bridge uh, next in the league, which is a must-win game for them. Mm. But Chelsea to go to Swansea and My win five 0 was was quite something. Oscar uh, looked the business, and Swansea been decent. Yeah, Chelsea yeah, could have been about six up at half time. I liked what Gary Monk said after the game. He's um, glad that's over. Likes to apologise to Chelsea for not you know, putting up more of a fight, really. Wow. Yes, I mean, he's pretty, <laughs> honest, is, pretty honest. Yeah. <laughs> that is quite nice for a, a manager to say something like that. Quite refreshing. Some of those Apologise guys, to though. your own fans first. No, but there's a little <laughs> bit of. No, obviously, he's not. He's not saying it flippantly he wants to win that game there's no question of, of, of his passion or pride or anything but you know I mean maybe that's a psychological thing to feed back to the players you know mm. um, but yeah, I mean, what a performance again from Chelsea like, it, it looked like like you know when you play a game of FIFA on easy just because you want to <laughs> smash loads of goals past someone yeah. the goals look like that they just, there was very little opposition to him. the right. third one killed the game completely deflated Swansea you can even see from Gary Monk's face on the touchline it was completely gone there and they just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. you got at half time you thought they were 4-0 at half time weren't they yeah. you got to go in there I think Gary Monk has to go in there and say look just try and win the second half. Absolutely, just give yeah. a good account of yourself. You know, yeah. but Swansea got to be careful because they have had a good year so far, or a good season rather. Uh, well, a good year, um, yeah. but uh, they, after a performance like that, it can really shake one's confidence. Obviously, especially at home as well. If you go away yeah. from home, you can always come back and. and I, th- I see win. what you're saying. I, I can see that point of view, but I think I wouldn't worry about them. No, but it has happened they, before. They, they were poor, uh, but I think it's. I do think, from a manager's point of view, if you think about the psychology of it, it's probably a bit easier to write it off than it would be if it was against a real rival. Mm. If, if, if you, you say, look, Chelsea are going to win the league, they probably are. Yeah. They're a good team. Okay, there's not really an excuse to get beat five. Like when um, Sunderland got beat eight nil by Southampton, right? Yeah, it's no excuse. It's not a disgrace to lose to Southampton. They're a good team, mm. but when you down tools in that way, it's more difficult but I don't think mm. Swansea did down tools against Chelsea I just think they were blown to bits yeah. and that's not unacceptable given the quality but, of Salah but also Chelsea sort of mentally if, if, if a side like Chelsea come uh, into town and perform like that and just do blow you away in the same week that you lost uh, one of your talismanic footballers yeah. to uh, a side in that sort of echelon yeah. it does sort of make deflating. you think oh, it's definitely kind of like them and us isn't it really yeah, we're enough. never going to get to that point I yeah. didn't think about it. that's a fair point yeah. absolutely mm. but yeah I mean t- just uh, the performance was fantastic again going back to that third 
third goal, it, obviously it was a huge mistake that led to Costa having a chance at all. And he could have squared it to Oscar. But he still had a hell of a lot to do yeah. to physically get himself in the position to sort of make that a tap-in. But he's such a top athlete that... It, that looks way easier than it is. Yeah, there's, there's a lot about that with Costa. There's a lot about that with Aguero as well. The yeah. way, the, we said this before, but the way Aguero sh- not only sorts his feet out so quick, but the way he can get... And he's a stocky little fella, and obviously it's all about timing and technique as well, but the way he can strike the ball so true in such yeah. a quick amount of time, like, it's almost like the ball's rifled off his foot before another player would have even sorted his feet out. Yeah. And Costa's got a bit about... He's a, he's a real poacher, Costa. He's yeah. nasty as well. And it's, 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 he's a big he's a player. player. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. But he's a big player, and it's, that's quite unusual that players have like that. Because you look at Aguero, Luis Suarez is another example of a player like that. And Costa's yeah. a lot bigger than those guys. It's almost like they have more like points of articulation than a normal human. Yeah, like they can no, move in ways that you and I just can't. But you know some players, it's difficult to put your finger on, but some players, and they say a lot about boxers as well, some players at the very top have got a real spiteful streak. Yeah. They don't care about... They don't care that they've scored four goals already that day. They don't care yeah. that they're going to they're gonna hound that defender and probably haunt his nightmares for the next fucking year. <laughs> yeah. They, they want care. to do that. And that players like Cristiano Ronaldo, Diego Costa, Luis Suarez, they're very much like that. Mm. And, and they'll, Tenacious shit. Yeah, they'll, yeah, yeah. they'll bully you <laughs> and Messi batter you. Messi doesn't strike you. I don't, I don't think, probably not. No, no maybe. I think He's just you about do ability, hear things about Messi as true, well. True, true. You wonder if that is true. Maybe, yeah, maybe so. But maybe that's what separates a lot. Of course, it's to do with ability as well, but a lot of that is what separates that from other players, I would suggest. And Costa's got a very nasty streak to him he, he plays on I don't mean that in a critical way he plays on the edge quite a lot yeah mm. well actually to, and to back that up I think that at Barcelona there's a different ethos and Messi's grown up in that and it's not about the individual it is about the team and uh, well, well of course Chelsea would be the same I think it used to be I'm not sure if that's still the case yeah. at Barcelona but I'll take your point okay yeah but, yeah but what I'm saying is he's grown up very much with that in, in mm. the shadows of great players and then in a system and with someone like Guardiola there he would stamp any of that nonsense out sure, yeah. or certainly any of that overt Kind yeah. of uh, behaviour, which is or, um, you know seen by the naked football fan eye. Well, yeah. you know, I, any I, of that, and you loan it straight to Milan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I played uh, 11s at the weekend. Got my first yellow card ever in my career. Did you? So, oh, uh, oh dear. Naughty. You, you really have age. changed. You really have changed. Do you Tenacious think you are a player shit. that's got that sort of nasty streak? Actually, yeah, yeah, what was yeah. your booking for? That long? It was for a lit challenge. I got, I've, I've had one book in as well. Terrible, uh, isn't it? It made, I was, made me I feel re- bad, but I did quite like the ceremony of getting given it. <laughs> did you? I remember, yeah, when I got booked, I was playing right back that day, and the winger went past me. It's a waste. And, and I felt, yeah, and I and I fouled him. Although I only just clipped him slightly. He carried on. And All could right, have got the ball. you're not you're not in front of the referee now. Well, I feel, he may listen. Yeah. Um, He's not going to rescind it now. <laughs> and uh, I remember when he brought, I looked at him and went, "You going to book me for that?" Yeah. That's what I, said. I could have done way worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't even taken um, him out. That's the second example of how you've changed Arsenal tonight. First mm. one being you walked in earlier with a black and white scarf on. I thought it was a Newcastle United scarf. Turned out to be an LA Galaxy one. Yeah. Mm. That's the sort well, of man you're dealing with these days. Getting ready for Gerard. It was, it was given to colours. me by a man called Robert Juster, who was very lovely. He also got me tickets to an LA Galaxy match as well. So little nod to the to the fans and sponsors there. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the little people. Mm. I quite like... Um, I quite like your hair today, Pete. The little flick there looks. Are you like trying to get hair. something out of Pete? Yeah, what's going on? Philippe Mexis. It's reminding yeah. me of at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been booked, Luke. Yeah, many times. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, indeed. Uh, right, where are we up to now? Oh yes, it's uh, it's Crystal Palace time. What a 
fight back. Don't yeah. it always seem to go? <laughs> Don't know what you. I mean, you can keep tweeting us, but they were two 0 down, so no, fuck off. Seriously, I love it. That's your argument. They won three two. Yeah, but they were down. Yeah, but seriously, do keep tweeting. When the stat came out, the Pardew was like this season. It had the most amount of wins from the point of losing. Don't lose in the first place, and then you won't have to do that. How many points did Palace get on the weekend? Three. There you go. They haven't lost, have they? Because the game's still <laughs> happening. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, 100% I'm just, record I'm just so saying far, that why do you let... It, I'm saying letting two goals in is not a decent result for anyone. Three, two away but from scoring home. more, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> scoring yes. three, yes. This discussion about you and Pardew, <laughs> I feel like it almost undermines the very fabric of what the sport is. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you're trying to re, re ch- like change the boundaries as to what Check Pardew's yellow card stats, <laughs> yeah. all right? Oh, yeah, so you... Be on the right side of history, people, all right? You can either uh, be with me or be without me. I like that on, the, on, the, on, the, on the, in some quarters, in quotes, respected football podcast, we just had a conversation where you said, but Burnley scored two goals, and Marcus went, yeah, but Palace scored three, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally what the win yeah. was. We're going back to basics like Wenger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dwight Gale's a player, isn't he? He's having a great season. Mm. A lot of people talking about Charlie Austin and, and you know Harry Kane like you know really making a name for themselves as, as you know bright uh, young or youngish English players and Dwight Gale's putting himself in that conversation is it too much. early to say Little Messiah I don't think he needs one no they're picking up the wind mm. I mean if anything he's the Messiah no I think yeah. I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying that Dwight Gale's one of another, just a, yet another <laughs> Pardew Little Messiah I think what's yeah. nice yeah. another cog in a quite impressive machine it's nice <laughs> to see uh, the manager being backed by the fans on the board I think so yeah yeah it makes his job easier yeah. it's nice to see Gone straight on the wind. It's nice to see him appreciated, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. King right. of the Jews, as I mean, in J- Pardews. Yeah, oh, <laughs> nice. yeah. Well, out of that. For example, quickly. Marcus, what do you think would happen if, if Pardew um, knocked out, say, five wins in a row at Newcastle? Mm. I think well, if he if he won five on the bounce at Palace, there would be great Statue. celebration. I'm going to say Statue. Doesn't he only have to win one more for that to be plaque <laughs> at least? If yeah. we're going to include the Dover game, which we can do for the purposes yeah, of this very one-sided argument, yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Alan win Pardew it. is a terrible football manager. I'd like to think right. I'd like to think that uh, Pardew would would look at Carver and uh, and just think, oh, John, yeah, you know, one day you'll look and go, oh, there goes Alan Pardew. Must remember, remember to thank him. him. <laughs> 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 but you have put down some quite interesting points, but we haven't talked about any of them on the show. Well, so, oh, so yeah, yeah well, well, the 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 worrying thing. I mean, if we go to Burnley. It's a bad loss for them, obviously, as Pete yeah. says. They were 2-0 up. Yeah. But that it doesn't mean to say that they get the points because they, they conceded three. <laughs> but um, but uh, bigger... I'd uh, like a second opinion on that, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously, make a note to research that before yeah. you We are going to be doing this show at the Football Museum. I'll have a look around the exhibits. <laughs> yeah. Work it out. Maybe they might have, that. Has they anyone ever... Got a rule book. Has, <laughs> any, has anyone ever lost a league game 3-2 but been given the three points? Because yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a case for it there. Um, uh, I think that... Uh, feeling a shit man. Manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, Burnley, um, a, a bigger worry for them, they could lose Danny Ings at the, uh, in the summer. His contract runs out. And Did you see Danny Ings on Goals on Sunday? No, I didn't. He seems like a bloody lovely chap. Really? Oh. Very articulate, nice chap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Smiley bloke. Well, it, 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 I mean, he, the, the rumours are that he might fancy a move abroad, and, and if he did. Um, then Burnley will only get £206,000 because mm. of FIFA compensation rules wow, because okay. his contract will be up. So has he, has he refused to sign a new contract then? I believe so. Okay. And if he did move to another English club then... What it, a prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to weigh up his options, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. I'm um, using all that you know, lovely, articulate charm to... Yeah. Um, 
to uh, get himself a new deal. Mm. You've it, been foxed, more. <laughs> yeah, you've been taken in by it. There was there was uh, there was a little <laughs> chat that um, a certain Mr. Moyes might be interested in taking him abroad, but more and more is later. Mm. Uh, but if he moved to another English club, that they'd have to pay around £6 million due to the contract and one thing and another. So, uh, I mean, from Burnley's point of view, it would be... Um, it's pretty imperative that they keep hold of him, but, uh, well, but I suppose in the meantime, whatever happens, they want to stay up, and, and losing two goal at advantages at home mm. is not the way to well, do it. Absolutely. You've got to look at it in the context of, of the relegation fight, which they're undoubtedly in. I mean, Sean Dyche's tactics and, and his way he's approaching it seems to be I'm going to get this team to work so hard. Yep. Almost like, nowhere near as good as this, but almost like a Diego Simeone Atletico team. Mm. We're going to outwork everyone. Mm. Yeah, and we're going to do... And that's all very well and good against a team against Palace. If you go two and up at home against, you should be beaten. But when you're yeah. up against Pardew, you could get out-tacked. Pardew, well, Pardew's obviously a genius. So <laughs> Pardiola. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but my point, my point was a serious one, which was, we did say at one point over Christmas, if he keeps playing that team mm. and keeps working them that hard, sooner or later, they're probably going to get tired. Now, I didn't see the game in its entirety, so I could be wider than but I'm suggesting that if you go 2-0 up and you get pegged back and get beat 3-2 is it a bit of tiredness is it that mm. it's actually going to start to become very difficult for you because they've not really got and I mean this in the nicest possible way they've not really got that much Premier League quality in their team yeah. so it depends whether you think they can work their way out of it but if they can then they can't be losing enough to go and 2 up at home against a relegation rival mm. something we touched on last week as well was the unity that's very obviously there and that team spirit it comes from the belief in them grafting and working for each other and if they do lose a 2-0 or sorry a 2-goal advantage at home against what are, who are effectively you know a potential relegation um, rival, then what's that going to do to their psyche? And that, that's the thing that's been that's been keeping them going, isn't it? It's that mental strength. Yeah, has always that, maintained that they're really confident. Like, their confidence yeah. is almost unflappable and stuff. Which I suppose, but give you give the start they had and the fact that they've had a few decent results recently, you might believe that. But as you say, it's a big blow for them. Big mm. blow. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it was a blow for QPR. They lost at home to Manchester United 2-0. Fellaini and Wilson with the goals. Falcao missed a few chances. It looked lively, though. Yeah, he did. He, he, um, he very, contributed very much. And Rob Green, f- a what few point-blank saves the, there. Yeah, the header. A particular one from Falcao, yeah, very close in from the header, as you say. Um, Austin produced a fine save from David De Gea. He did. Um, Austin, Austin's only real... Uh, sort of bright spot at the moment I mean he played did he not play Zamora almost the whole game and they were crying out to have someone to come on to replace him I'm not sure they did in the end but mm. he's, he, Zamora can't play 90 minutes at that no. level now mm. um, and I think he would probably admit that. in fact he, I think he has admitted that himself this season already it's, all, it's interesting isn't it how always every single season without fail the goalkeeper of a team who are struggling in the Premier League always gets loads of applauds, and it's going to be Rob it's Green. It's been Rob season. Green more than once yeah. as well for different yeah. clubs, Norwich and West Ham as well. Yeah. In previous times, he's a very, very good goalkeeper. Yeah, well, siege master. I mean, he's, he's, he's <laughs> well, he's turned it round, hasn't he? Obviously, he had a bit of a dip a few years ago, but uh, I think maybe what you were alluding to or perhaps not Luke but what I would like to add to that is if they're down the bottom they're going to get a lot of shots to Absolutely, save that's yeah. exactly what it is uh, yeah, and, and of course in, but if a few goals do go in you, people just write it off and think well of course they're, they're down the bottom they're always going to concede um, and you know Ben Foster was another one that uh, people had a lot of promise about when he went yeah. to Watford yeah John Ruddy but the, yeah, yeah but the, but the trouble is Paul Robinson a long time ago for yeah. Leeds but Robinson played in a champion in the Champions League of course but later on he started he he's you know it happens every season with some keeper it always yeah. happens his always. fortune seemed to sort of you know be yeah. the opposite life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. end of Leeds for that exact reason. On the May United thing, um but chanting four four two. Yeah, I find that a bit odd. I don't mm. think I don't think Was that, there any Louis other Van Gaal knows better than you. Yeah, well, I don't think as simple as that. Were there any other popular football magazines that they were chanting? Man United fans don't shoot, but they had eighteen shots on target. Match. The United, the United <laughs> thing is, is presumed the, the, the sort of disconnect between the fans shouting that, which I mean, the average fan doesn't really know anything about tactics when compared to Louis van Gaal. I think we can all agree on mm. that, right? But the, the disconnect is clearly for United. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how is van Gaal going to fit all these players into the team going forward? He said he can't. It seems a bit hypocritical because he clearly is trying to fit Mata and Di Maria into that team. Mm. And yeah. the reason they're not playing four four two is you can't play you can't play those two in a four four. They've got so yeah. many good creative and attacking midfielders. You can't play Mata in a four four two, can you? No, you can't. No. And if you want to play Rooney in the midfield, it probably wouldn't be best to put him in a flat four. So you've really got to have the three in there. You've got Van Persie and Falcao, who's men up front. It's looking like one or the other at the moment, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. Which makes fine. sense because of Falcao's yeah, um, on the bench for Man City. You know, yeah. you can't put everybody in there. And I, I just... I, it, I, it's tricky. I understand that the, the Manchester United fans, they've seen um, a lot of football played in, in, in a certain way and so on and so forth. But then Ferguson changed it up a lot. He never stuck yeah. to the one no. system. And that also, was what made him so good. Yeah. It's not about that, though, anyway. I mean, you can chant 4-4-2, 4-4-2 if you want. You know, I don't want to use this as an excuse to have a go at Man United fans. The away United fans are obviously always very good and they've got a good reputation, and rightly so. But to shout 4-4-2 is just a missed point because it's a team It's a team who've spent hundreds of millions of pounds in, in, the, in, the, in the recent in their recent past and they're going away to a QPR side who are a poor team they're an imbalanced team they're poor okay they picked up some results at home terrible away from home but 
regardless of the formation may not play at Loftus Road at the weekend, it's about those players doing their jobs properly. Mm-hmm. If those players of that quality do their job properly, they'll win that game. It's not about that. And it's, I don't really think it's about the players not understanding the formation either because it's not a hugely alien formation. No. Especially the players who have played under Van Hal before or the players who've played at the top level before, which is i.e. all of them. Yeah. They will be used to playing in a slightly different formation. You, you could, um, did Robert Van Persie play the weekend? I can't remember. No, he didn't. Okay, but him as an example, he would have played under in three five twos a lot. Yeah, you're right. Come on, I mean they played in different formations. Yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Mm. It's not necessarily the formation; it's the fact that they just need to do their jobs properly. And they might as well be chanting pie and chips. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just <laughs> which you've yeah. heard me chat at the game. Before. Indeed, <laughs> um, I duly obliged. Can we talk about Vargas? We and can. His, his attempt to, or his option at one all. Oh. He was, it had well, so nil, many nil, options. Oh, I think nil. it was sorry. Yeah, one nil. nil. Yeah, um, yeah he, he had a real opportunity to square to Austin, didn't he? And, and and really, you know, give them a chance to get something out of that game. And he just didn't make a decision. Oh, I know it's those moments, isn't it? It is. And Vargas, he he looks just not good enough. And and those are, those are perfect examples of why that is. Those sort of decisions. It, it is a shame. Um, uh, Redknapp said recently um, that Sean Wright. Phillips. He was talking about Sean Wright Phillips in the press. Mm. Uh, I totally forgot he was there and said that he should go on loan elsewhere, but Wright Phillips is, is just quite happy to pick up 60 grand a week. He yeah. only played 78 minutes of football well, this season. But you got on loan. But then you yeah. think... Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, maybe you'll be fired in a couple of weeks. I'll probably get, I'll probably get a gig again. So now then, well, what about Redknapp? There was, there was talk of him being sacked. Yeah, there? and uh, it's brilliant because he's uh, he's really angry at the press because well, they yeah. generally give him such a rough ride, oh, don't yeah. they? He's finally snapped under he, the yeah. pressure Can of I just the get constant right? abuse. Let's get this right. <laughs> Harry Redknapp's having a go at someone else for briefing the press. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, uh, this is quite a long quote. I'll, I'll zip through it, and this is this is heavily cut down, by the way, because yeah. I mean, I haven't really missed anything. It's all the same sort of talk. But he said, uh, uh, with regards to someone um, talking to the press about him being sacked, he said somebody's trying to cause me a problem here by talking to the paper but it's not a problem <laughs> well you just said it is a problem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never been at a club before where someone has said I'm going to get the sack well yeah but you can still get the sack if you're not doing <laughs> yeah. it you? um, and, and I don't see why who puts it in the paper someone's put it in the paper <laughs> <laughs> when, when nice I, one detective <laughs> yeah <laughs> when I get fed up with it I'll say I've had enough but I'm not sure when that will be I, it I, could I, be any time I like the idea of this because it basically <laughs> it insinuates that the only person who can decide <laughs> yeah. whether he stays in that job or not is him, is yeah. him yeah. Yeah. But, but you're not winning games Harry well I'm not, I don't want to be sacked <laughs> and also I'm not is, fed up yeah. with it yet yeah. Yeah. it's a pre-warning that at some stage he may become fed up so we're all to prepare for that yep. and he'll let us know when that moment but, arrives but that's what he can say when they try and fire you can't because I quit I've had yeah enough. that's right yeah. <laughs> well yeah so he then says um, when I'm fed up with it obviously da 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 could be any time it's up to the chairman whatever he wants to do I love Tony Fernandez, and I don't say that because I'm creeping up to him it's because he's a great guy and if he says to me Harry I'm going down a different route fine that's his choice what can I do Harry I, I want to go down the route where we win some games <laughs> yeah. what do you well, think particularly what? away yeah, that'd what, be nice but what can Harry do no, nothing. What, what well, what he, exactly. What he's only he got two hundred coaches. <laughs> <laughs> can't yeah. do anything. Um, <laughs> then he do. says, "What can I do? If someone goes out, falls over the ball, and concedes a goal, what can I do? You can only try your best." And I've had a great time, and I want <laughs> and I want to continue doing it. It's like there's a string. <laughs> It's like there's a string in the back of Harry Redknapp, and yeah. if you pull it, it'll yep. be an excuse. Uh, it'll be some sort of uh, attempt to just carry favour with, with you know the fans of his team, Indeed. and just something about the chairman, can either we, praise or just passing the buck to can we, him. Can we just clarify yeah. that the most important part of all this <laughs> is he's having a great time? Yeah. 
<laughs> Fuck everyone <laughs> else. Yeah. I'm having a great yeah. time. I understand what you're I'm saying, fans. A fortune. <laughs> yeah. Very high profile. A lot of love for me. They don't care if, you, if you you're can, trying to get me sacked. Because I'll be the one who decides if I'm sacked. You can boo and you can pay £100 for a season ticket and watch us lose all the time. But please stay safe and warm in your bed knowing yeah. that I am having a fucking great time. Have a look at my life. Compare it to yours. See how it stacks up. Yeah, you spending you know eighty quid trying to get up the, the M1 to go and watch your team play away yeah. and putting in mm. no sort of performance at all. I want a luxury coach with a lot of millionaires. <laughs> yeah, I want a lovely time. Well, well actually, I go off my own. I put the coaches on the coach. <laughs> I go off my own. That's what it's there. Well, coaches yeah. on the coach. I, I, I just nip down in the helicopter. One to finish the quote. After saying that he's, you know, he's had a great time and he wants to keep doing it, well, it's up to the people at the club. It's not easy. No one's pretending otherwise. Mm. And honestly, th- that is heavily cut down. Yeah, you know, it just went round and a round. Massive conversation did. with himself. Um, there's there's a problem, but there isn't a problem. I mean, I might be fed up with it, but I'm having a good time. It's not up to me. It's up to the chairman. He's a great guy. But then I'll I might want to go. <laughs> if I do, whose fault is it? It's not my fault. We're losing. Yeah. Game. What are you saying, <laughs> man? Yeah. Make a decision. <laughs> And then Tony Fernandez plays into it and says, "Tony fed up, Nez." Well, that's right. <laughs> not, not yet, Pete. No, he not, said, not not fed up, Nez. He came ne- out ne- and Nez. said, "I firmly believe Harry is the best man to get us out of the position we cur- currently find ourselves in." He put you in that position. Yeah. Um, he has great experience. What getting the club relegated? <laughs> yeah. And is and is determined to turn this around. At least I expect. This is Harry's squad of players, so Harry can't blame it on anybody else now. Yeah. And he's the man to move us forward. Mm. Should have been given that, that last one. <laughs> that last one's a threat, isn't it? <laughs> it's a thinly veiled threat. Yeah. Oh, um, and it's Harry's decision what forward is. Yeah. It, might, it might be in the championship, you don't know. Yeah. Oh, no. Going back to that Sean Wright Phillips thing very briefly, <laughs> Ian Wright was f- furious about all this coming out and he, he responded in the press by saying, oh, he's talking nonsense. And he also made a very good point because one of Redknapp's things that he kept, you know, quite snide things he kept saying about Sean Wright Phillips was, oh, he's got a good contract and good luck to him. He's on 70 grand a week. He doesn't want to go somewhere where he's going to get a lot, lot less than that. So he's, you know, he's rejected the chance to go on loan. But if you're on loan, you get the same wages. It's a yeah. strange, strange. <laughs> well, thing if, to if throw you can it. come to a deal with that club, yeah, it depends. I think, but yeah, generally he's not going to take. He's not going to go on loan, yeah, because he'll still be employed by QPR. Yeah. He, he won't have to take a pay cut in that immediate time. No, that's it, that, that's not the major problem for Harry Redknapp. It's is very it really? hard to, and all joking aside about Redknapp, it's very hard always. And I remember this when I was um, supporting Portsmouth with he was manager. It's very hard to get to what's actually going on. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever he says, mm. you, you almost have to pick through it in such mm. a, with such a fine-tooth comb. It's hard to get to that. It's mostly all for absolute bollocks, mm. the whole thing. And, um, you know, the record he had when he didn't keep them up last time and how they got through by the skin of their teeth into the Premier League, OK, fair enough, they got promoted. Yep. They should have got promoted with that squad. I don't think anyone else would argue otherwise. But they did. Yeah, they did. They, they're going to get relegated this time because I st- am starting to believe that the game is left up behind now. Mm. I, don't think, I don't think he can keep up with it anymore. Yeah. Should have been England manager. <laughs> yeah, arguably. He still throws hat in the ring for that job. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we forgot about that. Queen's oh, Park Raisins. Of course. Queen's Park Raisins. Yeah. Louis. Queen's Park Raisins. <laughs> Louis Van Hal. Yeah. He, uh, he also ordered some coffee. Did you say that? In the no. middle of In the middle of the um, post-match presser. <laughs> he, uh, he just went, uh, can, Park- I have some, can I have some coffee, please? Queen's Park Coffee. Queen's yeah. Park Coffee. <laughs> and, uh, bring it? and they went, uh, how many sugars? He goes, well, it depends on how big the, the drink is. Oh! Oh, that which, is is, which, is, which is an excellent Tactical point. Tactical yeah. yeah. management. Always. Yeah. Well, 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 four, four sugars. And then the guy came back with a coffee and give him, he, he said, how many, how many coffees? Uh, how many uh, sugars? Uh, he goes, uh, two, because you scored two goals. He goes, thank you. And everyone started laughing. It was, like, oh, oh, it was a lovely moment. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> Harry Redknapp being told about the Queen's Park Raisins thing? Well, I don't know if the name's been changed to Raisins or 
in fact, instead, <laughs> instead have... of players, I'm now going to have razors out on the pitch. I mean, it's already down to the uh, down to the chairman, isn't it? But effectively, I'm having a really good time here. If, if I have to, if we have to call ourselves like raisins, yeah. or, or if I have to get involved with some raisins instead of footballers, then I'm happy to do that. Yeah, you know. So. That's the other side that I don't want it. I don't, I don't even know how to eat raisins. <laughs> oh, Ten sugars, please. There we are. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Jermaine Defoe's back in the Premier League. He is, isn't he? Back On in the big time. billion pounds a shot. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Good win for Spurs. Is that uh, his first, first, um, uh, first, first debut for a club where he doesn't score? That's it right. was, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been his thing. Amazing. On the wane. Here's another stat for you that some of you may have seen. Sebastian Larson scored his 11th Premier League mm. free kick. Specialist. Only Beckham with 15, Zola and Henri with 12 have scored more Premier League free kicks than him. That's mm. a stealth fact because you wouldn't, if you sort of yeah. pick out a, a free kick specialist in the Premier League. I think he is good, but I didn't know he scored quite that many. Yeah. Mm. I mean, also, he's got the, the severe hamstring, and which you can apply this to Jermaine Defoe as well, not scoring in his debut, for playing for Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I just can't tell whether Defoe going to Sunderland is a, is a good move or a bad move. I, I, just I don't can't. think it's a good move for either of them, is it? It's, <laughs> although saying that, having looked at the way Sunderland played, Fletcher and Danny Graham right in front of goal, like they they like they had what were not far off tappings, and both completely, completely just fluffed their lines. Yeah. So I mean, Defoe is going to score in those positions. Yeah. I, I feel I feel with Sunderland that after that Southampton drubbing, they sort of set up to more Poirier tried to set them up to make them sort of quite hard to beat. And that sort of worked for a bit. They didn't actually, haven't actually lost that many games. They've drawn quite a lot. I haven't got the table in front of me, but I believe that's the case. But just recently, they're now starting to get beat quite regularly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they've obviously lost at home to Liverpool. They've been beaten, um, beaten here. OK, fair enough. It's White Hart Lane. It's not an easy place to go. And Spurs are in a bit of form. Mm. But you wonder where those goals are going to come from. It's almost like they've chucked the whole lot in with Defoe and said, right, if he, if he can score the goals to keep us up, brilliant. Uh, I don't know if they've got any other plan apart from that. Now, I think Pete... Makes a good point. I'm not sure if it's a good move or not. I, but I, I think it's an excellent move for Defoe because he wants to be well, back in the Premier League yeah, and, and there's loads of money involved. Well, he was so. one who it looked like he went too soon. Yeah. yeah, but that's his own stupid decision, didn't it? Wasn't it Drake who made him do it? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. yeah, I heard about that. Really yeah. weird. And it was a really weird city to go to. Where did he go to? Was it Toronto. Toronto, 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 yeah. Toronto that's right, yeah. Oh, that's, I don't think that's a weird city, is it? Well, it's, it's, well, it's not LA or New York, is it? I mean, which is where they all go mm. from from the Premier League. It's, a, it's who a, are the bigger, an odd move. The bigger teams? I don't know how Toronto No offence, Canada. Pete's saying Toronto's a bad place. I think he is. At Pete Donaldson. Canadians. You're saying never in and around the head of the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Vertonghen's effort. Wrongly ruled for offside. Yeah, that was so annoying, wasn't it? You saw the look on the linesman's face in the sort of replays of that. It's just like, no, this is too much fun. This can't be allowed to stand. I don't think it's been a vintage year for officials, and that was probably the worst of the season. Yeah. I mean, really it wasn't poor. even close. It wasn't even close. Wasn't even no, but close. he's basically fundamentally mis- misunderstood it, hasn't he? He's forgotten that they can't be inside in their own half. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, he's misjudged it, hasn't he? He's looked at uh, the goalkeeper up the other end and just assumed, oh, there's only one player in between yeah. the attacker and the goal line. And got it wrong, Jim, as you say. Indeed, it's a shame. It's, um, been, it's been poor <laughs> for... Um, for, for, yeah. for official in German, I think, and that wasn't that was probably the worst of them. Yeah, indeed, I think this weekend the Newcastle handball, Southampton handball, was uh, quite well, bad on. Yeah, yeah. Can I just say as well, Toronto FC four Canadian championships in the last five years. So, all right, yeah, but I think Pete was more referencing MLS kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> so I'm uh, just being facetious. Waggy fingers are. away. <laughs> um, uh, before we go to the championship, yes, let's talk uh, quickly about Newcastle losing at home to Southampton um, uh, and Elia. 
Yeah. It's with a brace. I, I remember him a number of years ago when he kind of burst onto he the scene. He was in the... I'm, I'm going to yes. set up for a fall here, but I think he was in the World Cup squad in 2010. He was. I, yeah. I, I was, believe yeah. you. Yeah. I believe you spoke right. about it a lot. And where do they get um, him from? Werder Bremen. He's not having a great time. He's though, on loan yeah. from Werder Bremen at the yeah. moment. He was loving Tuma, wasn't he? Tuma's well, brilliant finishes. Uh, he said he was so grateful. Now, one of them the was, second, one of them the was a massive one was deflection. Of Jan Matt. Uh, I, you know, I'm thinking of the second one. But the second one, he, he had no, a lot the second to do one was there. The, very, very tight on him, the players. No, the, the second, second goal one was, was deflected the... <laughs> Jan Matt. It wasn't going in otherwise. Right, OK. Yeah, keep well, I've, saved it. I've misremembered that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We're all in I'm it together. I'm not worried. Yeah. Pete's going to get all the tweets. Doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> yeah. Very grateful to Kuman though for bringing him to Southampton. That's why he went over and, and hugged him. Well, it's a bit of an awkward run for the manager, isn't it, when a player hugs him? Because I think the manager would probably prefer, unless it's a last-minute cup final winner, yeah. to keep a slight distance between manager and player, especially one who's just turned up. I don't know. Does that not just you know? All I'm saying is, Jim. I remember Euro '96 when Ali McCoy scored a goal against Switzerland. Beauty it was. Very important goal. Went over to Craig Brown. It was a handshake. Yeah. <laughs> he does it properly. He it, does things properly. The way the more I mean, Barry Davis, s- that's the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you basically said to Kuman, well, you can't drop me. You've got to play me next. <laughs> yeah. I've given you a hug and two goals. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's hey? true. Yeah. Well, wait for his off-the-field actions. And Kuman's been like, and in a way, the hug was the most important. <laughs> <laughs> One of my Tender. favourite things about that game was noticing um, that the Southampton away kit, or away shirt, is yellow with blue armpits. Oh, It's very odd mm. that they've got a different colour for, for the pits. <laughs> well, you don't Just see to hide the sweat. Yeah, you know, Pete's, Pete's no stranger to a sweat patch, mm. Pete? So. And, ne- and neither am I. Not since yeah. I found the new Dove. There's a stronger <clears throat> Dove out. It's, it's good. Oh, I recommend it. Let's chat after. Yeah, uh, Goofran scored you a goal. You sweat from everywhere. You couldn't. You wouldn't. You'd get oh, through hey, one hey, 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 That's enough. Mine's pits only. That's enough. They'll <laughs> see you on the weekend on the live show. Isn't they? <laughs> you know, uh, Goofran. I know we're all mostly water, but with you, it's very clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're like a human bath sponge. <laughs> yeah. If I was, yeah. <laughs> Goofron scored a glow. Yeah, he, he did. did. There we his are. first goal in about 400 years. Yeah, he is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got the goal. You're yeah. the only goal. Yeah. And, Hang on a minute. And well, that's exactly how I saw him scoring that goal in my brain. Hang on a minute. Let Pete. me work this he out. He is Newcastle. the most undroppable shitty footballer. <laughs> Can you just help me out here, Pete? Because Newcastle what? lost, obviously, 2-1 at home. Is, what is that, a point? Or did, well, how many points did they get? <laughs> Have you heard him? Marcus Speller. Classic. Outra- We've got a whole weekend to spend with each other. Yeah. I'm outrageous. Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> outrageous. I'm looking forward to it, Peter. Yeah. Bring your dove, I'm you'll not. need it. Yeah. Um, uh, bring, you, bring your stats. John Carver. <laughs> Calling the board to appoint a new manager. <laughs> I'm out with debt. Terrible, <laughs> terrible idea if he wants it, isn't it? I'll just put a bullet in I've me. Had me hug. Did I've you had me hug off. Uh... When, you gave me, when you gave me the job, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've been acting accordingly, and now I can't drag myself out of this mire. Oh, dear. You, sorry, John, have you got anything to say about Mourinho this week? You can sort of help you out? No? Leave a few voice messages, did you? I try to, I try to do control, delete without pressing save, but it turns out that doesn't work in real life. <laughs> What I love about this is he's such a Newcastle fan. Um, it comes out in the quote. He says, "Big decisions can." Uh, this is, of course, talking about the referee not giving the penalties. Big decisions can cost people livelihoods and jobs, but more importantly, points. He's putting the three points ahead of his own job. <laughs> yeah. There you are. There's your message. I'd like to get a big digger and just excavate the hall of the dugout. Yeah, and just flick it over the over the uh, over the wall <laughs> and have Clint Eastwood talking and just, to and it. Just, so, look, just anyone who wants to come in. Just do it. Pete, would you right. say that when it comes to Newcastle United, you're a glass half-empty kind of guy? <laughs> <laughs> you, you were genuinely less despondent than this when you got relegated. 
Yeah, like, I reckon so. Yeah, because you kind I of. Mean, I mean, Luca, remember me ringing him at one o'clock in the morning when they'd appointed Alan Shearer as head coach. Yeah, I mean yeah. that. I mean that is that was a low point. That was a, it was a low point for Luke, uh, but a high point for me. And it's just <laughs> gone downhill ever since, really. And that was ages ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually there. Well, we all were. I think the moment Newcastle were relegated. Yeah, we were. And yeah. I have yeah. to say, it all, I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> it was. Uh, I didn't. Was it a ramble? Were we having like a ramble, ramble drink thing? Yeah. Ramble just a little one. Just yeah. like yeah. a bit by Villa the last time I saw A very yeah. public shaming for a Pete deflect, A deflected goal. <laughs> Yet another. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go to the championship. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, Derby, they were beaten 2-1 at home to Nottingham Forest. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, God, oh, currency. Let's all blame uh, Danny Mills. <laughs> Danny <laughs> Mills, who was... Very frank. Yeah, well... About as frank as I've seen or heard of football in a long time. About as frank as Frank Clark. Mm. Danny Mills, who was a shit pundit and probably a terrible bloke, because I don't have a look. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, come on. All right. Let <laughs> on. I've been, right. I've been He's jumped him. on board my Pierce Out by March bandwagon without even consulting me <laughs> and put the fucking kibosh on it. He's cursed it. <laughs> oh, come on. We can all see what you're doing. You can't, you can't say Danny Mills has cursed your prediction in case yeah. it doesn't work. This no, is exa- I think it will This work. is exactly what happens when you said something about um, cream eggs and then you yeah. try to change it at the end of it. I, I was right on the cream eggs thing. I, don't know what, I think you're very brave to bring that up. Yeah. But rest it back, rest it back to Forest. And now they're covered in bad chocolate, so who's, who's, yeah, winning? Uh, who's winning? Let me be clear, let me be clear. I still think that Forrest will fire Pierce before the end of the season. I think it probably will be by March. I think he'll get a stay of execution for that performance. The only thing that, wor- the thing that worries me is... That <laughs> it might not happen. No, is that, is I, like, I like Forrest as a team. As I've said, they're a good club. They're playing for that manager. I watched the whole game. They're playing for him. Yeah, that, that, that is worrying. To be fair, though, they did... They did go 1-0 down though so um, do they deserve the point yeah but they went, yeah. They went uh, yeah that's true <laughs> they went 1-0 down to a quite an unfortunate own goal one by Henry Lansbury who's actually an alright player mm. but um, <laughs> one is fine yeah. one is fine two is too much <laughs> but I thought I thought Derby <laughs> I thought Derby hugely um, hugely bottled that I thought it's a shame Forrest showed a lot more fight and that'll be worrying for Derby fans because when it yeah. came to the crunch yep. last time they didn't get promoted I'm not suggesting that um, it'll, it'll scupper them or anything like that but what I am saying is Forrest were clearly playing for... You know, you know I don't want to bring it back to Pardew, and not, this, is, this is a genuine point. At one point, Newcastle were having a terrible run of it, but they were playing for the manager. The Forrest are playing for Pierce based on that evidence, mm. and the way they won that game will give them a lot of confidence um, for the next few weeks. I still think Pierce is a bad manager, I still think they'll go, that he'll go. This is one point. win after indeed, the worst. Indeed. I think, yeah, it, and it's a derby match as well, mm. lest we forget. But, uh, yeah, Danny Mills... Um, when he gave his opinions on Radio 5 Live, a caller phoned in and called him a jackal and said he had egg on his face after the result. Now, but, but, but to take That's your a point, weird image, isn't it? it, it is a jackal point. with egg, egg on its face. Yeah, and <laughs> fur, um, and, uh, yeah. Egg in its fur. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, as you say, Luke, that result doesn't suddenly change Pierce's managerial capability. Well, no, it doesn't. He's out of his depth there. The fans deserve better than him as a manager. Of course, I understand. They were ch- charting his name at the end. I understand that. He's a legend there. Um, the Danny Mills point I was trying to make earlier, maybe made it in a bit of a cack-handed way, is that Danny Mills has jumped on board that bandwagon because Pierce dropped him at Man City. Right. He obviously doesn't like the guy, right? Yeah. Stuart yeah. Pierce dropped. To my memory, Stuart Pierce dropped Danny Mills for Michael Richards, uh, and, yeah, I think and so. Mills couldn't get back in the team. Obviously, obviously doesn't like the guy. Um, I'd, I've got no vested interest in Stuart Pierce at all. I just don't think he's a very good manager. Mm. So Mills, get your own territory. Yeah, but surely, <laughs> surely that's Mills's territory because he's got personal experience mm. of it. So it turns he's out, it not only have opinion. you been stealing jokes from Kelly Cates, you've been stealing opinions from Danny Mills. <laughs> yeah, I, 
In the, word, in the words of Bill Hicks, I stole it and said it before him and made it more pertinent to him. You've got me, yeah, you've got me. <laughs> there you go. Bournemouth back you on top. You just stole something off Bill Hicks. That's what I just said. He quoted Bill Hicks. He quoted Bill Hicks. He's claiming he didn't steal an opinion off Danny Mills, which Danny Mills clearly held years before because he worked with Stuart Pearce. Let's not let him get away opinions. with that either. Jesus. You, you got, none, of, none of you are on my level. Go on, Marcus. Bournemouth like are on a... top, though. They are. On their own level. They are. <laughs> they, could, they, could be, they could be promoted, um, uh, which would be incredible, as we've said before. I'd uh, like to personally thank Bournemouth for giving Portsmouth uh, Matt Tubbs. Uh, yes. Allowing Matt Tubbs to, to dance into the shit pit that is Fratton Park <laughs> this season. Hope you have a nice time, Matt. Welcome to the fucking farce. <laughs> There you go. Wow. League one. Uh, Scunthorpe lost at home to Bristol City 2-0. Incredible scenes here. Su- Scunthorpe had to sub uh, their keeper off after eight minutes as he broke his arm. In a, He was punching the ball away from a cross and there was a collision. Tough ball down there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? A rock. Is it frozen? <laughs> there was a collision. Um, uh, his replacement, James Seven, came on and about 35 minutes later, he broke his arm when saving <laughs> Again, uh, tough a, ball. a one-on-one yeah, uh, and had to be uh, subbed off. So defender Andrew Boyce had to go in goal. Um, so, uh, dear, oh dear. At that point, you've got to be worried for the safety of your arm, surely. Mark Robbins said something fantastic after the game, which only a manager could say after the incident. He went, well, I'm disappointed for, uh, for the result and I'm disappointed for the players because they've broken both of their arms. <laughs> that is an understatement, isn't yeah. it? Really? I'm disappointed that you broke your arm there. I'm disappointed <laughs> neither of our goalkeepers can wave at each other. Did I, did I, <laughs> did I, ever, did I ever say about that Roy McFarlane thing in the autobiography? What was that one? Uh, I must have said on the show before. Someone, someone praised a bit of Roy McFarland, who's a football from the 70s, I believe, but before my time. Mm. Um, and he wrote an autobiography. I'm going to do further damage advice. And I think he might have played for Derby County in the 70s, but I might be wrong anyway. He's a 70s footballer. And he described the birth of his first child by saying, in the book this is, at the end of the day, uh, the wife's put in a monumental shift at the hospital. <laughs> 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 fabulous, fabulous. Uh, let's go abroad to La Liga. Um, uh, Barcelona beat Deportivo 4-0. Messi scored his 30th hat-trick mm. for Barcelona, and he's won off Ronaldo's La Liga record of 23. He's just going to pinch that back. That's going to yeah. go on for a little bit. He's now got 340 goals in 340 games for Barcelona. We, we, I think we missed a week with a Messi stat or something yeah. like that. So there you go. Well, there was, He had a lot of criticism, didn't he? Because um, he did win the Ballon d'Or which is obviously ridiculous um, and obviously I think he and Ronaldo they really do mm. care about that and think about that the sort of battle between them and he's responded with a hat-trick when Ronaldo only got a brace Johan Cruyff so, was kicking off about the Ballon d'Or yeah, yeah, Cruyff was very enough. unhappy I, I sort of um, but individual uh, awards are a funny one in football the I, 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 I'm against much, them in general it has too much status mm. because it is, it is effectively just a, a magazine's award yeah and, and yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's voted for by fellow players and stuff like e- that. even so though yeah, I, I think it does give prominence to to like um, uh, goals that might not have, uh, have, have had such prominence. Mm, uh, yeah. the, the, the female players of the game and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a very very um, yeah. But 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 yeah, but, yeah individual um, awards in sport is just the goal of the year. Individual sport doesn't make sense. Goal anything. of the year is a fair enough award, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 different. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's because that celebrates individualism, doesn't it? It's, it's mm. about the aesthetic of it. Well, the sure. key the key point with that, I think, I I, I don't believe. Really, that any players go out generally and try and go, oh, I'm going to try and score the best goal of the year. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean, but yeah. but they, I think players like, I mean, it's not clearly become a thing for Ronaldo, hasn't it, to win the Ballon d'Or? Mm, yeah. And what Johan Cruyff was saying was actually, you need to think about it in the um, 
in the context of, of things like the World Cup this year and stuff yeah. like that and how players who, who have gone there like it, it didn't even make the point about Tony Cruz he's gone yeah. there he's won everything yeah. you know, he's won everything but then, and he's not been even really been considered but then it, but an individual award I mean it depends how it's interpreted but an individual award shouldn't really take into account what they've won it's what they've brought to their yeah, own absolutely. team absolutely so, so I, I kind of agree with Cruyff in one sense but in another sense I disagree with him because it's, a, it's not about well, because you know, if you play in the best teams, you're always going to have a chance. Mm. And some say, should it be given to the player who's had the, the best influence on his on his side? There's also an argument in in favour of Ronaldo being so obsessed by it because he obviously wants to be the best. And if you're a footballer of that level, that's the thing to be praised. And obviously, the uh, you know the Ballon d'Or is a measure of that. So I guess from from a personal point of view, it's it's okay for him to be targeted. In, in like summary, door whatever he shouted yeah, at the end of it. That was odd. I, I think I think that it's fine, of course. But I think probably too much is made of it. Yeah. And maybe that's not the player. Well, I think yeah, the Irish FA agree with you because that's the I didn't bother voting. Is that <laughs> the right? Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's becoming more and more mm. of a. They missed a, the deadline. They're, they're trying to sort of make it into football's Oscars, aren't they? Sure. It's embarrassing. Well, football doesn't need that. Yogi Love won Coach of the Year ahead of Ancelotti and Simeone. And Letty's Arda Turan said his vote for Coach of the Year was changed after he made it. That's what he claimed. That's because he dropped a bollock and was shit scared of Simeone. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> he also commented that he'd like the press and the whole world to know this. But we're doing our, our bit there, Turan. Um, uh, you know, and you could suggest that. You know, Lowe won the the award obviously for winning the World Cup, mm. and certain people would have wanted him to win the, the, that award to suggest the World Cup is more important than some of the other things. But there we are. That's another uh, an argument for another day. The but least to, of the odd things that happen uh, in FIFA, uh, crying out loud, yeah, Marcus. True, true, true. Um, but uh, uh, we've got while we're on the subject of Atletico Madrid, they put Real Madrid out of the Copa del Rey four to an aggregate after a two-all draw at the Bernabeu. Fernando Torres with a brace. Yeah. He'd never scored. I, I'm led to believe that he's never scored at that stadium before. To see him punch in the air in that Atleti shirt with two goals. He scored very early on as well, didn't he? He did, and it was a nice take, that one. He scored very early in either half, didn't he? Wonderful. That's just superb. Fairy tale. (laughs) Yeah, lovely old job. Uh, lovely old job and uh, oh yeah just to finish in Spain uh, Real Sociedad they lost 1-0 at home to Rové Ocano ex-Manchester United player Minuccio uh, got the goal Um, uh, Moy's first home loss in Spain um, but they were at the Cup too, and of course, many of you saw the image of the Scotsman uh, having a crisp with a fan after being sent to the stands. He probably like legged it to the stand, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he saw mm. the crisps. Yeah. I found <laughs> that quite yeah. endearing. Him and just I did. Crisp yeah. Yeah. But well, he I took one, and then someone went, offered another packet. Went, and he went, no, no, it was a packet yeah. of seeds that he wasn't so keen on. Oh, is that right? He had the like che- cheesy poofs. He had the cheesy poof, and he didn't want any. He didn't want anything else. Well, now we know a little bit more about the man and his dietary requirements. Maybe he's allergic to nuts. Is it time for international football? Yeah, I think it is. Sounds like Bloody it. well, it is Africa Cup of Nations, people. We're off and running. We are and uh, the hosts, uh, Equatorial Guinea, they got a point. They got a point, Peter. They did, yeah. Um, they got a point at home to uh, the Republic of Congo, which we will just call Congo, mm. as, as seems to be the way. In the interests of clarity. Yes. Uh, Middlesbrough's Emilio Insue scored a, a lovely one for the host nations in front of a packed crowd. Nice little mm. slip through and, and finish. And it, good to see that the, the, uh, the stadium was full um, because I believe, I couldn't remember if it was Gabon and or Equatorial uh, Guinea in the previous one in 2012, was it? When, uh, or 2013. 2013, I think it was. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> when people were saying that the, the, the ticket prices were so high. That not mm. many people could yeah, go. Certainly, were and I remember there being certain uh, empty seats and stuff. There, well, yeah. President Odiang has spent twenty three thousand pounds on tickets for the poor to attend matches. Um, before you make an opinion on Odiang on, on that uh, particular matter, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's it, it, no time for this, but he's an extreme. 
extremely questionable character. I would argue there is time for this, and I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually Teodoro uh, Obiang rather than Odiang. Oh, sorry. Uh, and in 2003, Obiang told his citizenry that he felt compelled to take full control of the national treasury in order to prevent civil servants from being tempted to engage in corrupt practices. To avoid this corruption, he put more than half a billion dollars into his own bank account. Even by middle African corruption standards, that's... <laughs> That is a bold move. Less than half the population have access to uh, drinking water, uh, clean drinking water, and uh, one in five children die before five years old. So uh, wow. there we go. Yeah. Government-sanctioned Govern- thought- government kidnapping, systematic torture of prisoners. And his, I mean, his predecessor was a piece of work as well. Mm. And, um, his, and his son's pretty much the same yeah, kind of I mean, guy. Uh, yeah, pretty horrible recent history, Equatorial Guinea. But So basically, he's still, after £23,000 on tickets, he's still just under half a billion up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dear, dear. That's what football do to you. <laughs> he, brought, he, brought, he brought down an American bank, which never happens. Yeah. Because he invested it in that, in that bank. Blimey, wow. yeah, right. Fascinating. But anyway, uh, obviously back to the football. That's the, the main reason why we're talking about the African Cup of Nations. Um, uh, the Congo, they equalised uh, late on, should have won it, had a great... Great yeah. chance, um, but the Frenchman uh, Claude uh, Leroy, Leroy uh, is in charge of Congo. He's, He's a journeyman man. Oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah. Previously managed Cameroon twice, Senegal, Malaysia, the Democratic Republic of Congo twice, Ghana, Oman, Syria, and now the Republic of of Congo. Uh, he was also involved with Cambridge United in two thousand and four with his protege. Harv Renard. Yeah. yeah. Nice to see if those two come up against each other later on in Because it would just be tournament. nice to see Harv Renard. Yeah, mm. that's basically it. Yeah. Basically <laughs> it. Um, so, uh, not a bad start to the tournament there. Uh, Burkina Faso, they lost uh, 2-0 to Gabon, which is slightly Surprise surprising. For me that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dortmund forward, though, uh, Aubameyang scored uh, the first Gabon goal, showing nice composure. Mm. And in, in a tournament like that, when you have a forward like him who can produce the goods and show a bit of class, it really does tell. I know yeah. that's a, you know, it any makes a tournament. Difference. Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah. But in, in, indeed it does. I quite like that Burkina Faso's coach is called Paul Putt. <laughs> <laughs> Or put would it be put as one T? It's P U T. I don't know. I'm not sure how it's pronounced in the, in, in the as long as it's not Paul Potts. That's the well, name. yeah. <laughs> I just thought Paul put in charge of the two. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, moving Paul on swiftly. Paul put that there. Yeah. <laughs> Paul um, put that in the back of the net. There we are. Yeah, you yeah. see what I mean? <laughs> Loads put, of fun there. Loads of fun for you there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, until the live shows, uh, Zambia. <laughs> where there'll be even more to play with. Uh, Zambia won. Uh, DR Congo won. Nice dancey celebration from Zambia. Yeah. I, I it's a bit too staged for me. It's like, you know when South Africa scored that first goal in 2010? Goal for all of Africa. Yeah. And that sort Bufana, of Bafana, Yeah, I, I'd like but it to Columbia be more had impromptu. A few. Columbia had a few like that. Yeah, but they, they felt like they were more impromptu to Is that. that right? Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. like, it's like the Norwegian team that always do those really orchestrated celebrations. Sure. It's a bit much. Get on with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, what about, okay, so what about the DR Congo keeper? Um, the R uh, shuffle I quite like. Kidiaba. He's 39 next week. Is he? Undignified. <laughs> <laughs> he does a nice. Have adult children. What are yeah. you doing, Dad? You're embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yannick Balassi scored a nice one. Lovely goal. For, goal. For, for the DR. I'm Congo. not sure about Congo's defending for the Zambia goal. Mind. DR Congo. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, DR Congo. That's yeah. all right. Now, that will become a problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, uh, yeah, you know. Um, and then Cape Verde, Pete, they yeah. got their first point of the tournament. That was a soft penalty. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It was a dive. It was, was a dive. It was, it, was area. Uh, it was a dive outside the area. <laughs> Two negatives make a positive, bruv. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, That's it. But they got a point. Can Don't I, you get three points for that? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that uh, Cape Verde... Have, Depends uh, what the president's saying. 
Cape Verde are ranked 40 by FIFA. They have been ranked as high as 27 not so long ago. Wow. Um, and they've only got a population of half a million. It's, it's incredible. incredible. That is, it's, yeah, and, and the actual, the actual um, what would you call it, the the ground that, that Cape Verde surrounded, it's, it, there's so much wind, nothing grows on it, it's just, it's like space. Is that their home it's ground, really you're saying? No, no I mean, the, I mean the, actual, the, actual, the, actual the actual terrain. Oh, it's the terrain. terrain. <laughs> the, the terrain, the right. terraformer. It's, the, it's, yeah. it's like space, it's incredible. Wow. Oh, right. It's in space, nothing. Do you mean like yeah. the moon? Yeah, yeah, they play, sorry, the, like, they play the ball in the air, Jim. Is Cape Verde made of dark matter? Yeah, sort of FIFA rankings. Equatorial Guinea, the host, I think they're 118th. Something like that. Something like that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's the only way they were getting to the tournament, wasn't it? Then they, yeah. they didn't qualify, and they got, and then they filled an eligible. Oh, we love that. We love the tournament <laughs> yeah. here. We got to play though. Okay. Yeah. We've got to do it. Um, and then today, um, uh, Senegal beat Ghana. I was mm. watching that one. It was uh, it was one all when I left it. Yeah, so well, it's like, news it, to me. Last minute goal um, from Sal. Moussa Sal. Yeah. Moussa Sal. Yeah. Uh, Enjoying the trumpets in that match. Like, how how yeah. can the England band just be so monotone? Mm. It's so much more interesting. Senegal have gone, well, had gone at 12 games without a clean sheet at the African Cup of Nations, which is incredible. Mm. Oh, blimey. That, that, is, that is a poor yeah. record. Leaky. Zero. But they won, though. Mm. They, they did. got the three points. Uh, and A with a pen for, for, for Ghana. Abidi Pele's son. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, they did a weird selfie celebration, like they were all pretending to take. It's all selfies. starting to eat itself now. Yeah, yeah. I think you need to be more it's, natural. But you, make, it's, but you make your name like memes, that, don't you? It? It's like live yeah. memes happening within football. Give basically. me a Marco Tardelli any day of the week. There we are. There we are. <laughs> and then Stokes, uh, uh, do you have scored? Uh, an all right well? season. But more on the African Cup of Nations as, as the tournament progresses. Yes, as you mentioned last week, uh, the African Cup of Nations is going to be brought to you here on the podcast uh, by British Eurosport. British Eurosport HD will be showing every single match of the African Cup of Nations live which is obviously very exciting uh, once again we are going to be giving away a one year Eurosport subscription so you can watch the African Cup of Nations on the loo if you fancy it more details on the website tv.eurosport.co.uk or at Eurosport UK TV on Twitter there we are. Yeah. So look out for the Mystery Voice game a little bit later on. Oh, Lovely yeah. old job. Now then, to the Asia Cup before we Bastards to... Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Australia were beaten by South Korea 1-0. The host qualifying second behind the uh, South Koreans. I don't think South Korea are bastards. No. no. I don't think any of them are bastards. Yeah. Um, so I'm distancing myself from you. Um, Australia will play China in the next round. South Korea will play Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan are an all right team. Mm. Bit of a shock against uh, Saudi Arabia. They beat them 3-1. The Saudis just needed a draw there. I think most people expected the Saudi Arabians to, to I win I think the Uzbeks game. are a good side. Didn't they come quite close to qualifying for the World Cup? Yeah, that's very true. Mm. The World Cup. The World Cup. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, Dubai, weird pronunciation. China won all three games Yeah. in, yeah. in their group. Alan Perrin. Perrin. Yeah. Ex-Pompey. Ex-Pompey manager, yeah. He's in charge there. Ex-manager of the French side, Trois. Mm. Well. Sounds a lot like Alan Pardew, doesn't it? Which is probably <laughs> from where he draws his power. That's why they've won all three <laughs> games. Uh, <laughs> North Korea finished last with no points. So, uh, I heard, uh, I, off to the mines for them. I read, I read something about um, the team played against North Korea. I can't remember who it was. Beat them. And then when they scored, they were all doing the Poznan, but calling it the Pyongyang. Okay, uh, okay. I read that. I see that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. In Group C, um, the United Arab Emirates lost one nil to Iran. Both go through though, with Iran topping the group. With it got a ninetieth minute winner there. Uh, so good for the UAE. We talked a little bit about them before that they've got not a bad side. So, so they've gone through. Um, and it looks like Iran will play Iraq in the next round, which is a, which Tasty. will be a, a saucy one. Um, uh, that's because uh, Iraq will probably beat Palestine and go through, whereas Ray Wilkins, Jordan, 
uh, will have to beat uh, Japan. Big Wilco. Wilco and the crab. The crab. The Jordanian crab. (laughs) (laughs) I love the old one. Did I read that Jordan are ranked higher than Ireland? They are, aren't they? Surely not. I think they are. Big Wilks. They did get to the playoffs. Big Wilkie style. They did get to the shout, but I'm going to go with it. Yeah, but they were beaten by Uruguay in the the playoff for the... uh, World Cup, they were, so they yeah. must have obviously had a decent campaign. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you could. Uh, they got beat quite handsomely in the playoff, didn't they? Which you'd they expect because you're a good team. Yeah, yeah. Like five nil in the first leg, and that that was that. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and and that is no that second score. leg. Go on, yeah. <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> uh, can't we ask? Get on with it. Um, and now it's time for Pete's mystery voice game. It is yes, uh, the mystery voice game that happened last week. Uh, the winner of the mystery voice game moving forward uh, while the African Cup of Nations is uh, taking place will uh, receive a year subscription to uh, British Eurosport HD's uh, fantastic player the Eurosport player so you can follow the African uh, Cup of Nations uh, and more uh, last week I was talking about all the different devices you could use it on and I think I bored you guys with them uh, but this week something I noticed on their website this week um, is that it works right across Europe if you've got a PC with you so well, if you're stuck in a hotel on a work trip and it's not just the big EU countries Kazakhstan Kosovo I realise that you know we're sort of moving out of uh, Kazakhstan's right in Asia yeah, and I'll take your saying, point. I'm saying as we move out uh, New Caledonia Tahiti French Polynesia, if you're in any of those places, you can have really? a time. No, 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 but they're sort of moving. But that's how far on. it goes. So I think I started saying you can watch it right across Europe, but then there's also other places you can watch it as well. Mm. Uh, so get involved. And Who won it um, last week, Pete? So who won it last week? Uh, there was a couple of uh, pretty good entries. No, it's the premier, I thank God, today, because Benfica is a great club. We respect a lot for Benfica. But you know, we have the salt. So today, we have the salt today. Um, a lot of people going for uh, uh, Minuccio during his time with Man United. Adam Cotham, no. Uh, Liam Sutcliffe uh, went for Mantoras, formerly of Benfica and Angola. Yeah, Minuccio's now at Rio Vallecano. Yeah, we mentioned yeah. it. We mentioned he him. He scored the scored. winner against uh, yeah. David Moyes. No, but he speaks about um, of Hull City. Oh, no, yeah, that yeah, fame yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, Manotoras apparently means toasted brother. Cool. Oh, okay. Because he burnt himself when he was a kid, apparently. And that's right. why Manu, uh, Manu Torres... If someone speaks Portuguese, can someone tell me, please? I'm fascinated whether that's actually true or not. Okay. Uh, but the mystery voice is... Rashidi Yakini. Oh, oh, classic, classic. The dear departed Rashidi Yakini. Uh, first of three people to get it right was uh, Jonas Helgeson, who does sound a bit Swedish, if I was going to oh. hedge me bets. Uh, Telmo Suarez, uh, Matt Harding. They came in like minutes really? after. after uh, impressive, that. After Jonas. So uh, it's well worth having a listen earlier in the week. So uh, well done, guys. Does Jonas uh, well, get or, or rather, well done, Jonas. Jonas, you get your, uh, your subscription to the Eurosport player. I so thought it was Minucho. Okay. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, you oh, got it great to hear Yakini uh, being mentioned. Mm. Well, this player has... Well, he only died a couple of years ago, didn't he? Very sad news. Oh, blimey, um, right, uh, this week's voice is this. You know, I want to thank Minister of Sport. I've known three times the qualification of the national as an athlete. If you know who that is, a voice at thefootballramble.com, here it is again. You know, I want to thank... Uh, ministre des Sports, uh, j'ai connu uh, trois fois la qualification du Sili National uh, en tant qu'athlète. Remember that person has played in the African Cup of Nations at some point. Very exciting. There you go. Right, now it's time for the highlights of the week with Luke Moore. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Um, this is first one from Quentin Sake. He says, Ben Osborne, 92nd minute winner and the dawning realisation that it's only <laughs> 73 days and counting until Luke can shove the Morse Radamas hashtag right up his arse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I should 
probably mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Be balanced about it. Uh, Dave Shaw says Louis Van Hal calling uh, Queen's Park Rangers Queen's Park Raisins. We've been on to that already. Queen's Park uh, Raisins. There we go. Uh, Tom Bristol, I like this one. He says Charlton CEO saying that a thorough interview process was underway for a new manager with 20 new applicants being considered. Then he employed someone who, the, who he sacked from his other club, Stanley Age, three months earlier. <laughs> that is indeed what football do to you. Yeah. Oh, this is a good one. Jake, I don't know if this is true. How are we for live at the moment? Are we sort of okay? Have we been doing <laughs> super been a while. It's, it's still illegal. Okay, I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Jake Rowe on Twitter says, A friend of mine went for a date with Kevin Kilban on Tinder. Wow. Dull as dishwater, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may is, or may, may or may not be true. That's Jake Rowe's friend's opinion, and not, not mine. Yeah, all the football rambles. And uh, it could and it could easily have just been someone who pretended to be Kevin Kilban. Yeah, yeah. exactly. With exactly. Marlon Harewood did it. Someone yeah. else did it. Yeah, recently. Exactly. Didn't Marlon Harewood pretend he was an estate agent no, when he was actually a Colo, footballer? Colo Torre recently. It was Harewood. I think Harewood was telling everyone the girls he was an estate agent because no one believed that he was a footballer after he showed them videos. I like go kick that ball. That you're not a footballer, are you? I like him thinking right. What I mean. What other people are wealthy? Estate agents. That'll yeah. be. They're twats as well, so you're, I could just be myself. You're being kind a of estate agent. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, Stephen uh, says, Ramble live on Saturday, hopefully. Wouldn't get your hopes up, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, Alex Norton with one we can all get behind here. A grown man at Fulham breaking into a rendition of I Miss Martin Yell to the tune of I Love Rock and Roll. Oh, <laughs> yes, that is great. That's great. I, I like it. You could go... Fulham I fans love... shouldn't be singing that. He was the one that led to the yeah. demise of that club. Th- they should be saying I Miss Ray Wilkins, if anything. If anything. Or Alan Kerbishley. Yeah. Stick another ball in the penalty box, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve Davis says... Uh, that is great, isn't it? Steve Davis, who I think is a regular contributor to this part of the show, he says, there was a crash on the motorway which made me two hours late for work. I later found out that Duncan Ferguson was involved. <laughs> That's not a, a highlight for anyone. It's got to get headbutted a car for trying to, I don't know, overtake well, I hope him. he's all right. Michael Butterman. It's going to be all right, Christ. Yeah. It's Duncan Ferguson. Yeah. 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 Michael Butterman says, Tao Ben Haim and Andre BK playing centre half for Charlton. Cracking comedic value. Can I just say, the championship, <laughs> in the championship particularly this weekend, there was some absolutely appalling defending. Yeah. Uh, there really was. Oh, uh, David Jones, uh, he says, My highlight was Santi Cazola's dance. That man would make a coconut smile. Yeah. That dance was amazing. <laughs> nice was impression, really that. That's, yeah. I'm having that. Um, yeah. Sounds like Maradona would say something like yeah. that. A few people piping up about Paul, uh, Phil Jones taking corners from a not like QPR which is very odd yeah. I mean the amount of players I've got on that team Phil Jones taking <laughs> corners oh I've got a couple from the forum as well um, he says uh, who's this here it's his wizard he says a kid at the York City game who can't have been older than five or six breaking the silence in the main stand following a Stevenage goal with a desperate cry of I wish I hadn't come now Aww. oh that's sad isn't it and uh, Frank Swazi's two front teams. Yeah. Says, During the Hibsby Cowdenbeath game on Saturday, the Cowdenbeath captain screaming, Stop fucking bouncing! <laughs> at, at the ball when he miscontrolled a pass from his own teammate. Brilliant. Yeah. That is quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, shouting at the ball. And I'll finish with this one. That's how bad you are as a footballer. Stop bouncing. Yeah. Stop that's fucking the, bouncing. That's the only thing it does is deflect uh, off yeah. things. Yeah. I'll finish up with Paul Edge who says, I saw Steve Bruce in a restaurant on Friday. I would have gone over and said hi but he had the look of a man who didn't want to be recognised recognising was, his, him was easy however as he was wearing a full whole city bench coat <laughs> with cash converters in massive letters on the back brilliant <laughs> there we go that's great isn't it there was some excellent uh, 
remembrances. Mm, enjoyable. Indeed. indeed there was. Oh, there's no corrections or clarifications again this Again, week. yeah. Amazing. Mm. Hot dog. They've obviously got the pitchforks out for when we uh, go on the road. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we wait for my Jordan um, FIFA ranking shout. Yeah, that's yeah. it. They'll come and get me. Oh, do you, do you weren't sure, though, to be yeah. fair. So, yeah. you know, you didn't preach it as fact, brother. No, I didn't. Um, talking about the live shows, we're going to be uh, taking... <laughs> we're going to we're be... Gonna be... <laughs> we're going to be... We're going to be going to be hashtagging. <laughs> we're going to be talking in jive <laughs> the whole time. I uh, coming for you. I am going to drop some scat. And yeah. I did say scat. Uh, no, Stop uh, in shit, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's enough of that. Um, <laughs> or methadrone. Um, yeah, the live shows. Uh, we're going to be taking Twitter questions from you. Uh, from your good selves. So if you have um, uh, any Twitter questions or questions that you would put on Twitter, do hashtag Ramble Live Manchester for the Manchester show, hashtag Ramble Live Edinburgh for the Edinburgh show, and hashtag Ramble Live for the London show. So, um, I mean, say them properly, Marcus, I mean, because people yeah. like, do have to remember that. Shut up, you. I'll tweet it anyway. I'll tweet it later. Yeah, yeah, you tweet that. Oh, we should, on that note, I should remind people, because they've booked for Manchester and Edinburgh through Eventbrite, you won't get a physical ticket, your name will be down, but the doors for those two shows, Manchester Edinburgh on Friday and Saturday, are doors are at 7.30pm. Yeah, and I'm going to be checking everyone's IDs. So don't think you can just just because you know someone's name who's coming down, you yeah. think you can impersonate them. That's right. But do yeah. uh, tweet us some some questions about any old nonsense. Yeah, yeah. F- football basically. about football, but yeah. not about us. Yeah, we, yeah, we not. Are, we are as dull as uh, Peter. Tinder you mean user. We'd, we'd like to be able? We'd <laughs> like to be remaining enigmatic if possible. There <laughs> we That's go. what he means. Yeah, we'll see how that one. There really we go. Works <laughs> out. And also, uh, in uh, if you're in Norway or close countries, uh, then uh, the, the Oslo show is in February. There's details on, on the website up there, so, so do not forget that. On the 7th mm. of Feb, we'll be in, we're in Oslo doing yet another live show. Mm. So we do look forward to seeing uh, some of your pretty faces in Manchester, Edinburgh, and then London this coming weekend and Monday, because that's when the London show is. Uh, Pete. Yes, Absolute Radio. Uh, Absolute Radio going to be live at Anfield as a resurgent Liverpool take-on. The surprise package, West Ham. Mm. Uh, John Champion and uh, Liverpool legend Mark Lawrenson in the commentary box and let's leave that there yes <laughs> there we go uh, if you want to get in touch the uh, email address is show at thefootballramble.com uh, the twitter is where you can get your live questions live show questions in is at football ramble and the website of course is thefootballramble.com say goodbye Jim bye say bye goodbye bye. Luke bye bye goodbye uh, say goodbye Pete goodbye see you at the live show love you and it's goodbye from me dears <laughs> mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.